everybody and uh, welcome to the Your Body Means Business show, the YBNB show, where we um, every week on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday, we talk about body, mind and business in that order. So on Monday, we talk about aspects of body transformation. Um, on Wednesday, we talk about upgrading your mindset. And on Fridays, we talk about the whole purpose of this, which is uh, business and how to grow a business. And so um, on Fridays, we... Um, have various guests to talk about different aspects of business and I'm really so happy to have my friend Susanna on today. Hi Susanna. Hi, how are you? And I'm fine and um, and Susanna is here because uh, she has created an incredible uh, and innovative brand over the years since I've known her and, and prior to that as well. Um, it's called Susanna.com and uh, she uh, essentially is a, a fashion designer. I'll let you talk about your history in a moment, Susanna. But um, a fashion designer who um, has created uh, an amazing brand in what would seem to be a flooded market. Um, she also um, has a, a retail outlet in um, central London in Marlebone, uh, as well as an online presence as well, an online store, and has just done so well with a very exclusive client group. And so I particularly wanted to have Susanna on today to talk about um, innovation and how can you access and survive, not just survive, really thrive as well in, as I say, a flooded market, um, uh, you know, when you, when there are sort of literally millions of other competitors. So lovely to have you here, Susanna. Thank you for joining. And um, if you could just give us a little bit of a background, I'm sure I've missed the best bits. Give us a little bit about your background and what you do, and then we'll talk about innovation. Okay, cool. Hi, everyone. Um, so I've, um, did a design, a fashion design and textile um, degree. And then I worked in the industry for major um, high street brands. I worked as a designer and a design manager. I also worked as um, a trend forecaster. Um, throughout my career, I'd kind of traveled all over. Um, and whether it's factory sourcing or sourcing cloths, which is my absolute passion, I also, um, kind of went uh, vintage sourcing as well for um, a couple of uh, brands. And that is kind of my personal hobby. I've always been really interested in collecting um, vintage art or vintage um, couture and um, special pieces from the thirties and forties. Mm. And um, so I got to a point in my design career um, where I'd kind of progressed up the ladder and I felt that my job has become less about design anymore. And also I wanted to really, um, and it, I was involved in more, um, not fast, fast fashion, but kind of more of a high street level. But my main passion is, um, is cloth and textiles and the actual kind of the real construction of vintage pieces. And so um, I thought the only way to kind of um, do this uh, was to create and design pieces um, alone and to kind of go solo really. Um, so I kind of set about creating, I thought if I created 10 amazing dresses that I loved um, from um, initial kind of pieces of archive um, inspiration that I'd collected and create my 10 ultimate things. They were, there was a coat dress, an amazing jersey dress there. And I developed everything from scratch, um, finding the textiles from Italy, creating the shapes, doing hand finishing, just to I absolutely want, wanted them to be and then that's how I started off and I thought well if, if I can kind of sell those and, and gain kind of momentum off this there's something behind um, going it alone 
And um, so I managed to do that. They were a great kind of success immediately. And also I was just so passionate about it. I felt that I could really sell because I really believed in what I'd done. And there was so much um, information behind each product. They were so kind of artisan in a way and um, that I could tell the story to people. This is why I did it. Um, they were really, yeah, I made sure they were so flattering and cut to perfection. And um, yeah, so, so that's how I started. I then came about, um, I found on Gumtree actually, um, a shop kind of uh, stroke studio um, in, in Little Venice. And um, so I started, um, I thought, right, I'm gonna, you know, where do I sell these um, clothes? I've probably done it all. I have, I probably did do it all, you know, back to front really, but this is how I started. Um, and I um, built the shop very, it was very small anyway, um, with my vintage pieces and the collection. So it's a mix of both. And then I started um, creating made to order pieces, either hybrids of the vintage uh, pieces or bits from the collection and making, making clothes um, for people. Um, I started in Tangent. There was um, a brilliant machinist that I worked with um, uh, at Karen Millen, actually. And I'd known her for years and she also decided to go it alone at exactly the same time as me. And she was an amazing, amazing machinist. And, um, and she was just situated up the road. So she helped um, sew the garments together um, and kind of realized this whole kind of venture. Um, it was very exciting. And then so now actually I still work with her and she owns um, quite a large studio stroke small factory that we still work with um, to this day. And this is 14 years on. So we've both kind of, we say it's our destiny. We, you know, we both work with other people as well, but we've helped each other um, along each stage of the game. And um, we're also really, really kind of in sync um, and good friends as well. So, so that's, that's been great. Um, so that's how it started. So that's how you started. Right. We'll come on to, to where you are yeah. now because um, you've really yeah. come a long way. It's incredible. Um, one of the things that I do know um, <clears throat> about you and you're extremely discreet and uh, I only know this from looking in uh, sort of magazines like Hello is that, you know, you have very exclusive client base, even including royalty and you know you get named in magazines like that as a designer so you've got this really exclusive uh, client base and I wanted to sort of touch on um, innovation from that perspective because I don't know um, I'm sure you've seen the film you know Devil Wears Prada <clears throat> that brilliant scene where uh, Meryl Streep sort of says it's not just any blue it's a cerulean blue and she talks through the history of that jumper do you remember that scene and um, yeah. but you know some people would just say well it's a lovely dress and that's the end of it. Whereas others would really appreciate um, all of the aspects that you've just described of your, uh, you know, your garments, your pieces that you sell. Um, and so they would really appreciate the innovation. So I'd imagine that there is a big sort of task in, you know, because if you've got the passion and the talent and you create these wonderful products, as it were, surely the next step in a sort of a, a market, which is not a brand new market, is to find um, an audience that will appreciate the innovation because uh, um, as I think we were saying before you know if someone comes along and they just come up with a brand new Apple phone no one's seen it before so you probably don't have to work too hard at explaining the innovation behind it but you know with your beautiful products you've got to find that right market I would imagine who really appreciate 
what's gone into it and what your pure innovation is. So if that's the case, how can you tell us a little bit about how you managed to find that target market or that appreciative market? Um, yeah, so yeah, the um, so it's really interesting actually. So the market almost um, came to me. Well, I started to kind of realize very quickly um, who my clients were because I was client facing. It was everything was, you know, face to face. I was a shop, you know, owned a shop. Um, so I knew exactly the kind of the demographic, the type of kind of girl or woman and where this person was going. And it was, it, it kind of evolved. It was always something special, um, be it special birthday or a wedding or, you know, um, a christening or um, kind of garden party. It sounds very, very niche. But uh, that's why people were buying my pieces um, because they wanted something very particular, and it is a very kind of it's a it's a niche and it's a it's a narrow market. But that's how it's that's how it's grown on this very kind of particular focus. So it's like you're saying, it is that particular blue? It's that blue for a reason, and it's not you know not any other blue kind of thing. Um, and it's that particular fit because the person needs to look absolutely their best and how, you know, as good as they possibly can be, be flattered, be modern, um, represent themselves, not have like, you know, have a certain amount of theatre appropriate to the event, but um, not something that's so out of their comfort zone. They're not going to be confident in um, an arena where they need to be their most confident, mm. um, be it kind of presenting an award at work. Um, being, um, I don't know, the mother of the bride, you know, it, you're on a platform. Um, so you have to feel, you have to look your best. You have to be ultimately flattered. And you just have to feel right. Um, mm. And certainly appropriate. That's very, very key. And that's what the business has focused on so far. And um, when, um, obviously in those early days and st still even now where, um, do you find yourself torn because we're talking about innovation today and did you or do you ever find yourself torn between your desire to really get it perfect and you know source this these amazing pieces and you know this particular way of making things and the color and all of the other attributes that you sort of seek out to make it just your own are you torn between or in the early days certainly when you were trying to build this business and obviously it's always tough at the beginning when we're building businesses you know we've got um the, the need to sell and all the other million things that are going on in a business do you, do you ever feel uh how do you not feel compromised when you're trying to sort of find that perfect product and that perfect you know that perfect way of doing things which makes it your own because i'm sure that again when people want to enter a market like yours they're going to be faced with all sorts of opportunities to do shortcuts so that they can get it out to the market and you know basically make a bottom line um, the other alternative, I suppose, is to not not think about it as a profit profitable business and just go all out to make the very best product. But there is a bit of a challenge there in business. So, what sort of what was your experience? What would your recommendations be with people trying to be in innovative, but thinking, my goodness, you know, I've got to run a business here. Unfortunately, I, you know, I've got to get some money in. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is um, a challenge that I'm faced with all the time. I think that's why I've developed the different tiers of the business and the different tiers have started to become more evident. Um, so for my ultimate, I guess, indulgence, I found this a most amazing neon pure silk thigh that has to be made in a certain way. Then that goes in my couture range. 
um, because actually you couldn't make it in more than kind of one at a time because it's so stiff it has to be manipulated on a stand and so on so that goes in the kind of in the couture range for lots of reasons um, but also because we, we could no way produce um, you know many of those like with the cash flow for example either so there's there's a lot of reasons for the um, for the couture collection um, but yeah one of them is this this ultimate piece of inspiration um, that people do buy into and it's quite exciting um, and it also it kind of it, it, it kind of levies up other products as well because if I see a passion for certain things it, it kind of sparks more lights you know you know and off on tangents so that's brilliant um, so that's how I've managed to get get by on the kind of the pricing and the kind of making sure you're still commercial because not everybody it has to be my brand is very um, I want to be approachable I'm quite an approachable person people mm. love coming to the shop they're not you know it's friendly and calm it's not stuffy and stayed and um, I want people to be able to buy into my brand at you know at the different at the different levels mm. um, so we're um, creating a more defined we have got a ready to wear line um but we're creating a more defined um kind of tier level within the ready to wear um so that you can buy it more um you know for special for special day wear as well um, so it's not just for the event and during um during lockdown um me and a few members of my team did um, a sustainability online course with the london college of fashion and so um, now we're really innovating into eco fabrics and um, kind of recycled repurposed um, cashmere, for example. Um, so we can um, add that energy into this kind of very seasonal um, ready to wear um, collection that has got a more of achievable um, price point as well. So you've got the hierarchy and the spread of the different kind of um, the different pricing for, for different markets really and different reasons and uses as well. Yeah. It's well. so clever that because I, I, I've been in your your shop and it's just absolutely wonderful. Like you say, really relaxing and it's just like a haven with beautiful things everywhere. And um, it was a couple of things that I want to explore. Um, firstly, it's how you created the different tiers because as you say, you've got these gorgeous couture pieces and then you've got this what you call ready to wear line, which is also beautiful pieces. They all look very unique. And one of the things that I noticed that you do is, you know, you fit it perfectly to the individual when they come in as well, don't you? So it, you know, it still feels like a completely, it doesn't feel like ready to wear. It feels like completely bespoke. Um, mm -hmm. And then you've gone into this, this online um, store as well, where you've got lots of pieces and even diversified, like you said, into other things, day sort of day things. So, I mean, that, that's so clever and it's it's very innovative still as well. So tell us a little bit more about how you branched into, um, you know, you went from sort of couture then to fitting in the shop and then even to on, on an online store. Yeah, well, thankfully as well, because online has been so strong um, recently, obviously nobody's had the um, uh, ability to be able to come into store with all the lockdowns and so on. So thank goodness we had the um, the online the online sites and a good online offering which we obviously are developing more into now um, as well um, so I think as it just all comes I, I'm just really really careful um, with feedback I'm like really study what's bought why it's bought if things are returned 
um, why if they come back, you know, um, it's not easy enough, you know, it's difficult, you know, the, these garments have to be, there has to be um, an ease around their fitting. Um, there's certain things that are more popular online that people you still get our look, still get a very polished finish and um, still something really special and amazing cloth, but not quite as structured. Um, just got an ease about them, an ease of wear, more versatility. So it's, it's really developing into that. Of course, it doesn't happen overnight. And these I want to be, you know, more defined going forwards. Um, and have more, more easy and more versatile things. Um, but I'm very, very careful. I, I want to keep my brand um, kind of handwriting um, mm. about these pieces. And I'm, I'm so particular as a person that I kind of sometimes, you know, I'm kind of stopping things as, as well because I, I just want things to be to be right. Like, like anybody that owns a, a brand, they, they're really um, kind of, you know, they babysit it. <laughs> yeah and and then it becomes a proper brand because it's so unique um and yours yours certainly is one of the things as well that I want to ask you about um which I think again is it makes your your brand your products that are so unique and special is um the various collaborations that you've established um I mean from the beginning with the various different places where you source your color and your your fabrics you know you told me a wonderful story about a coat that I I bought from you um, and you know, I, I absolutely adore that. I've never ever let that piece go for all of the connotations as well as the story that you told me. Um, but also the collaborations with um, supplies of accessories and things in your store where you get, you know, accessories to sort of uh, perfectly match and color in terms of color and style and everything like that. So that must have been quite a task and um, well, you know, a fascinating thing to do, but challenge as well to set, up, set about with all these collabor collaborations because those individual companies won't just collaborate with anybody, will they? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's good. It makes it all quite interesting. So the mill, like, for example, um, I started working um, with um, a milliner, um, Emily Baxendale, and I still work with her, with her now. So I think she was the first milliner to come on board and um, she created um, a beautiful hat to go with one of my first um, outfits somebody to wear to a wedding and then it kind of progressed from there and then I took on um, I met another milliner couture milliner Edwina Ripson I met her at um, a bridal fair just walked on her stand I loved her pieces amazing and um, then we talked and then we started to work together and then it kind of um, it's evolved from there and now I work with several milliners they all have different handwritings um, some, you know, are more kinds of creative, some are very controlled. So it depends also where um, if somebody comes into store, for example, and they want a very particular look um, for um, kind of very high level events, I would give that kind of commission to one of the milliners I knew that would be particular in that field. So it's kind of it, it works across again across the spread and the different levels. Um, at the moment um, we're selling lots of beautiful um, headbands and innovative kind of like hair accessories. Um, they're just easy to buy online and also um, I think now because the, the weddings are so a lot smaller um, they're down to 15 people. Um, are they going to be much bigger very soon? I'm not sure. So we're selling, uh, tending to sell a lot of smaller um, paired back pieces, the headbands and the kind of little hair accessories and bows and things. And I think it's a general trend anyway. Um, so we've got that kind of collaboration. And then I also work with um, a shoe designer. 
who's also British and British based, which makes it kind of quite easy. They're all London based businesses um, because there's a lot of, um, you know, things do have to um, happen at a pace um, and have to be utterly reliable. Um, and so most of these um, women, they are, uh, no, this long guy, um, they are kind of mainly, well, certainly all um, British based. Um, most of them are London based. And so, you know, we can get things from each other very quickly and easily and reliably. And it just everything does have to be to time. It's very important um, what we do. And I've never let anybody down. And yeah. that's you have to build a reputation. I'm, I'm, I'm running on the back of a good reputation. And, and I, I love that. I want to be there for people and, and, and know that they know that they can get the best from 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 me. Yeah, and I think that's also part of um, innovation as well is um, looking at, you know, the, the product that you've actually created or the service in your case is this beautiful products, but there's service around it for sure. Um, but but then uh, um, the collaborations that you choose are part of your innovation, aren't they? Because, you know, it's just those unique pairings that you're coming up with and um, yeah. and also the product range as well, because the product range that maybe you would have put together for at the, you know for 2020 i imagine has had to be really looked at you've touched on it just now with weddings of 15 and things has really had to be looked at in preparation for the the world as we know it now where yeah. you know, we're not going to massive events and races and not at the moment anyway and again there's innovation is required there as well so i mean how have you sort of innovated your product to take account of that that for example now a society wedding might actually only comprise of 15 people for example I don't know yeah we've um so we've looked at it quite a lot and um so uh, the new part of the new collection that's coming out is is more paired back um it's just a little bit um more easygoing more versatile um so with with this exactly in mind you have to watch what's going on and be reactive and see what people are buying and also feel the feel what's right i always kind of go by my feeling what you know what would i wear what would i want to kind of look like or feel like or how would i want to present myself in these circumstances really have to look at the dynamics and what's appropriate is probably not you know i always think actually god it's not too appropriate just now to go out and you know be a wedding and a massive hat and a, you know, so I kind of really talk to my clients about, you know, how I think the right ways to dress at the moment and in the near future, and then what we can do to kind of adapt, adapt it, even, even to do with like um, a shoe colour, I had a lady, um, she's going to a wedding on New Year's Eve, she's wearing a beautiful red dress, and we're talking about footwear actually, she's like, oh, do I go for black? And I'm like, oh, don't know, I don't think that's, you know, maybe a chestnut or something just a bit softer soften down that look you know I think it's all about being kind of sensitive um at the moment as yeah. well yeah. and another um sorry go on well I was gonna say was gonna... part of innovation <laughs> is about sort of getting feedback from people around you I always find it really fascinating with um with fashion that and I can't put my finger on why it is where you know, you'll flick through something and everything looks just, there's a particular thing that looks just right and it ticks all your boxes for that moment. This is as a consumer, of course. And then the next, yeah. then the next time you look at it, you might reach for something and you put it, take it out of your, uh, your, your shoe cover, for example. And then they don't, it just doesn't look right anymore. And there's nothing wrong with it. And yeah. it's really nice quality, but for some reason, it just doesn't look right anymore. And um, I guess, you know, from your perspective, 
part of your innovation is knowing what sort of right or making something right, you know, leading the way, leading the trends. And um, so that must be quite a challenge as well. Yes, um, it, yeah, it, it is, but kind of, I think we create timeless pieces. So they kind of do, um, they do last the test of time and they're not so in and out, um, which is good. It helps with the whole dynamic. It helps with business in general. It helps with the sustainability elements, you know, their wardrobe investment pieces. Um, so I think that that's kind of a good angle and aspect of the business. And what I'm kind of like, passionate about as well and then another piece of um, innovation we have done recently is um, working together with um, and again it's about collaboration it's working with British artists mm. or different artists um, so uh, behind me for example is this beautiful oil painting um, wow. that I've kind of um, come together with a lady and an amazing artist a German artist Marie Louise Fantel and um, so again, it's something over lockdown. I found her art. It's like, oh my god, I, I, I that that should be on a silk dress. And so um, we've kind of been chatting. We've um, got the art here, and then we're producing it on some wonderful um, textiles um, for going forward, for example. Ooh, so we've created that into a beautiful piece. So again. This, the, the dress that comes from this is going to have an amazing kind of story behind it. It's got so much passion. It's got a lot of talent that's gone from the starting point through to the end product. And I think it's so important. There's so many reasons to buy a, a dress. Not It's not just a dress kind of thing or a skirt or whatever. Yeah. It's um, such a lovely example of how, you know, you can run a business and still stay excited, stay passionate, regardless of what's going on in the... Um, you know, in the outside world, you can sort of forge ahead. Um, and that's what you what you continue to do with uh, Susanna, Susanna.com is your is your website. And it's been wonderful to mm -hmm. see. Passing comments, Susanna, from you, a bit of, uh, if anyone's listening here and thinking, you know, I'd really love to um, jump into, and, and whatever, you know, the, the uh, uh, fill in the blank, really, whatever the industry is, and they're worried about, but there's too many people doing it, or, you know, I might not be able to sell anything or, you know, all the things that stop people moving forward. Um, what would you say? What, any sort of uh, key tips for them? Um, yeah, do what you believe in and what you think you can make a difference in. Um, so if you have a particular passion and a kind of and a belief. So if you've got this strong belief, um, definitely go for it, develop it, make it but make it your kind of make it your own, make it a reason, make there be some elements about it or an aspect or kind of a niche about it that people, um, people want. And then watch the reactions and the feedback and the kind of feel it and kind of take everything on board and react to react to it um, and push it and kind of push it kind of in different ways and, and see kind of where the kind of the momentum is. And if it's something that you enjoy and I mean, because you've got to love it, right? Because this is not easy. Yeah. And it's years and years like it's for us, it's for, well, for me, it's 14 years of working on holiday, um, always, you know, literally working a lot, having so many ups and downs, especially this last year. But I mean, that's just not the first time I've been through a recession. 
Um, you know, you've got bills to pay, you've got staff to pay, you've got people to look after. Um, so you have to love and completely believe in what you're doing because mm. you've got a, you've got to breathe it and live and carry it and have enough belief to carry it through its ups and downs and your business ups and downs because there are there are so many so many challenges um, be it through I don't legal aspects monetary cash flow um like everything you can everything gets thrown at you it always feels like it's thrown at you all at once and all at the same time um but you're in it alone really um so you have to kind of have you know a, such conviction about what you're doing um to to, to keep it to keep you going and that's how you survive and that's how it's the whole thing sustains it's on your own personal passion about what you're doing and you have to really love it and i love it as much as you love doing what you what you do so if you've got that I mean that's the key isn't it well you're doing it admirably all the years I've known you I met you in 2013 um, you've gone from strength to strength and you know yeah, business is never easy even in a, in a boom let alone a, a recession business is not easy, but you, you're making such a, a fantastic uh, job of it and I think as you you sort of uh, ended really nicely really because we've talked a lot about innovation um, we've talked about your fabulous brand if anybody wants to go and have a look I do urge you to go to susanna.com and uh, and you'll find uh, Susanna's uh, wonderful pieces there and then details of your store I guess are on there as well are they Susanna? Yeah 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 it's all it's all on there um, all bits of information about what we do and um, where we produce and things like that and the collection and yeah it's all on there. You're still open aren't you so they can go. And yeah yeah very, yeah we're, we're, we're open again and um, it feels really good. Like um, it just feels so nice to be back. Yeah. It, no, it's great. Great. Um, you know, we we were kind of we were doing okay as well. You know, with the online business over lockdown. But there's something amazing about being back, and you know, we've got some of the team back. Not all of us because it's too small. Um, yeah. So we're having to kind of rotate and distance and things still. Um, but you know we feel like we're getting there and you know there's light at the end of the tunnel but I think everybody's feeling hopefully everybody's feeling more more, more hopefully, yeah. Yeah. yeah well okay well thank you so much thank you for coming on and um, and to everybody here uh, this is the YBNB show as I said and um, as Susanna's just outlined you know business is um, is extremely rewarding and she's obviously creating a legacy but at the same time as it's challenging um, and that's really the premise of the the YBNB program uh, because uh, in order to be successful and resilient and um, you know able to deal with uh, the challenges that are thrown at you which there are many when you're in business um, it really helps to be physically and mentally fit um, and as you know you know I'm a big advocate of looking after your body having your body as fit as you can possibly make it not necessarily because of how it looks although that's great especially in Susanna's clothes you know obviously uh, we want to show her, her beautiful items off to uh, to their best um, but uh, also because um, it makes us strong mentally when we're strong physically um, and uh, you need to be that in this current day and age to be able to uh, to run businesses and um, so if you want to hear more about the the program then uh, there'll be a link that pops up in a moment and uh, you can join me on the webinar on Sunday where I talk about this in a lot more detail um, or indeed go back over uh, any of the lives uh, we do three times a week and um, you'll find others that uh, have been talking about business as well, um, other aspects of it. But for now, um, Susanna, thank you so much. I've loved, uh, loved mm -hmm. listening to you. Just very quickly, what's the future for Susanna.com then next year? Any, any sort of other plans or is it 
you know, more line? Um, I think it's, yeah, so kind of a more breadth of uh, um, offer. Interestingly, we've just made some um, silk pyjamas. Um, we did a, a bit of an up upcycling project um, with uh, one of our kind of large rolls of, um, had this amazing silk that I collaborated with an artist, Kate Scott on and I was like oh my god you know this would be like what should we do with this this would be the most amazing pajama so we made this luxe silk pajama set as a just a little fun trial let's see I put the square on Instagram of the pajamas because I was literally so excited when I saw them yeah. and everybody in here was trying you know wanted to try them on and I was like this is a good sign and yeah. then we've had such success so I think we might kind of develop that line I don't know a bit of easy resort where you know who knows that just different things we, things we love <laughs> i guess it's your time to order for christmas if people want to get on yeah. there and get their, their yeah. christmas pajamas or their uh, new their christmas day outfit then uh, you know where to go so yeah. thanks so much susanna and uh, see Thank you, you. Bye. Bye bye bye